is this lap 32? Lap 32. I need a number though. We need I, one of you guys need to throw me a number. He Ricky said Craven. Ricky Craven. He has the most starts in the car. Oh, well that's exciting. Alright, Ricky Craven it is. Isn't that Ricky. the number where he went Darlington? Like Darlington? Yeah, I want to say he was in the. I want to say he was in the tight car doing the Kurt Busch, Ricky Craven, slam fest all the way down the straightaway. Man, Ken, Ken Schrader actually drove the car for 30, 30 races. It's crazy. He had Ricky had two wins and three poles in the thirty-two. We got yeah, our boy Antonio um, on AirPods this week, unfortunately. So glad he's still here to take us through NASCAR because I should not be the one to take us through NASCAR. Are we going to roll into it? Uh, yeah, man. Let's get rolling. We got a lot to cover. I I, uh, I did see Ryan Priest flying through the air, and we'll talk plenty about that. But um, before we get there, why don't you take us through the old Daytona 2, as they call it. Daytona too. So I don't have the race results handy. I mean, we know who won the race, but I don't have any of the uh, stage winners handy, unfortunately. So Norman, if you want to pull that up while we're waiting here, do it. But uh, yeah, no, overall, actually, it was a, I thought it was a solid Daytona race. I thought they were going to single file line it out. I mean, there was a point where they did get almost single file, but for the most part, there was always two lines. Uh, it started getting super racy around like, I don't know, between lap 50 and 100. There was, you know, a good amount of laps where we were three wide. Um, good clean first stage. Uh, we had what was the the first caution there? We had a pretty big wreck that kind of I think it was in the second stage, but we kind of had something coming towards the end of that stage where there was a pretty decent size wreck, and that kind of got the uh, I thought that would kill the raciness. It kind of killed three wide after that. I don't think we saw much three wide return after that, but Steve, after that, it kind of double filed out. It was you know, they had the lines racing each other. Um, was that still the bigger? That was a big wreck, right? That was a big wreck. The one with Blaney getting turned. I think actually yeah, now I yeah. do remember who it was. I can't remember who got turned, but uh, someone got hooked. I think it was Gibbs got arrow loose and got pushed into into. Yep. Uh, That's exactly right. Blaney, and then Blaney had probably his hardest impact. I think I've ever seen him take aside from maybe one other. But yeah, no, that was that was a hard hit, man. I don't know if you guys saw how much the the safer barrier moved, but. Dude, all the all the work they did to the front end of those cars to make them pulled up more and everything that happened with the safer barriers, it's just like, dude, that was a hard hit. No time that to brace yourself for impact. That yeah, was that big was tough bad. as a Blaine fan. I was excited he just took the lead. Literally just took it. My hopes and dreams crashed in turn three. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, it looks like was that Christopher Bell who came up behind him and kinda I don't, they yeah, didn't make contact, I, I don't think. They it didn't did look like tap it. very lightly, but I think he was already getting arrow loose before there was anything to do with like the actual contact. I think the contact just kind of helped him around at that point. So that was probably the first big wreck that caused a lot of guys to get involved in that. I think there was like probably 11 or 12 cars in that wreck. Yeah, that was It a almost looked like half the field was taken out. Like, not yeah. taken out, but was involved. But it was pretty much like the whole front of the field aside from a few guys. So it did take out some pretty solid contenders. Um, and then from there, it was kind of the, the championship battles. We didn't see too much happen throughout the entire race. Truex was racing Denny the whole time. Uh, or sorry, Denny was racing Truex, I should say. I don't think anything happened there. There was just no opportunity for it to change. 
Um, and then in the actual championship spot, Bubba was racing Gibbs. Gibbs actually was on track to beat him. But when he got taken out in that wreck, that kind of ended his night. So I don't think anyone else was a threat to him. Suarez and Elliott were just kind of must-wins at that point. And unfortunately, they didn't end up winning. Uh, but yeah, no, coming to like the final stages of the race, we had a huge, like probably the most aggressive, brutal flip I've ever seen live. That that yeah. was probably like, that was something right out of like the 80s and 90s. So I don't know if you guys saw, but Priest ended up getting turned off of, I think it was just a poor hit to the right side of the car and he flipped like 13 times. So slid off into the infield. Once he hit the transition from the pavement to the grass, it kind of just picked his car up into the air. He just did, you know, end over a bit. Then he did literally 13 rolls, but you see, like, go watch it. It was insane. Like, it was horrifying. Yeah, like, that was actually the craziest record. I didn't see many of the flaps at first. You know what I mean? Like, try to come up like you usually see when he got sideways. I don't know. It's probably a fluke deal, and I'm sure they're going to do the, you know, break it down, you know, um, analytically to see what happened. But it just seems like usually when cars go sideways, you see some of the top flaps or the hood flaps. It looked like none of the flaps came up. And like you said, the transition on the grass is what got him up, and then those cars are so flat on bottom that it just made a big wing. But it's, yeah, it's kind of sad to see because I thought they were kind of done with that. You know what I mean? In NASCAR, kind of letting them get up in the air like that. Well, I did yeah. see them go up, but they went up kind of late. But I, I don't know if it's, I, I think it's just the flat bottom of the cars now isn't really doing them much justice. Because you could tell, like, when he slid over, there was like an access road. And as soon as he went from access road to grass, I think that allowed just a little bit more air under his car. And it just oh, man. Picked, picked the thing up like a classic blowover you'd see in the 80s or 90s. And then, no, I mean, I think. So I'm watching the replay right now, and it looks like he goes over the the curb for the bus stop for the 24, and like, oh, uh, he goes right over that that entry curb at the bus stop, and it then he bottoms out and then lifts straight into the air. It's t oh, he's already in the air. You can see shadow under his car before he hits the grass. Like yeah, he it's, bounces. It's pretty nuts. It was it was quite a like it was quite an insane wreck. Probably the craziest one we've seen in the last like twenty years in a sense of like a blowover because we haven't seen many of those in recent times. At least in like the I don't know twenty Ryan century, Newman. I guess he went Ryan right Newman, over. Yeah, that I was thinking Rusty Wallace back in the day in the Miller Genuine Draft car. I think it was at Daytona. It might have been somewhere else, but it just it was yeah. One of those I didn't want to say it was Talladega. Yeah, maybe in the back stretch. It was just like he keeps going and going. It's like it's got to stop, and he keeps going and going and going. Yeah, I guess Edwards had his wreck, too. That was probably the last one I've seen prior to this one was Edwards. When he then went he, up, uh, Keselowski turned him in the car tomorrow, and he just picked him up, and he driver side and it into the wall. Is that the one that went over Dale Jr.? Like over his head? Or not? Uh, it might have been Tony Stewart, uh, not Dale Jr. I think it was Tony Stewart. Anyways, there was one of them where so. if you see the end skin... Like the in-car camera behind Stewart, like you can see his head try to duck, even though he's got the you know all the safety stuff on. He tried to duck, like oh crap, and he went over him and ended up in the fence. That was the one that threw all that stuff into the crowd when it busted that lady right. stuff real bad. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was pretty was, crazy. The other uh, the other race. crazy one was Austin Dillon. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that was Austin Dillon. Austin Dillon. No, no, no. It was Cup. Austin Dillon. It was twenty fifteen or sixteen. Where he picked his whole car up, cleared two rows of cars, and right into the catch fence, and he watched maybe that's the whole the one. power train go by. Yeah, maybe that's, that's probably the one, the one you're thinking of. That, that yeah. fucked up the fence. That was yeah, a good wreck. 
Dude, it was that curb. I'm watching all the replays in slow motion, like without staring at the car. Because when I saw it on TV, I couldn't help but just stare at the car. That curb, dude. I. It seems like an oversight, but uh, like that lifts him straight into the air. It, it makes me you wonder how, how the this... car would have reacted. It's, like it's not like it it well that's the thing it's like when i saw it first it looks like that the car was just going so fast that it lifted you know like they did in the old days but and that's what it looked like on the replay but now that i'm watching it like on super slow-mo from all these different camera angles like the car's flat until it hits the curb and then you it lifts hard like 20 degrees and then it's airborne and it flies over that service road before he hits the grass on the other side and starts flipping. And that's let, uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Norm. That's the problem with these cars. They're so downforce dependent that once you can get them to get a little bit lift and get some air under them, they all they they turn they inverse themselves into a wing and they take off. That's God, what, those those first couple of barrel rolls are just so fast. God. Like, how would you like to race? No, I can definitely follow that one. I'm curious to see if he's actually going to be okay to race. Well, I'm that's and that's the deal. Same with Blaney. Uh, I was surprised if it can cuss them. The only, yeah, true that. That was a hard one, too. I, I, it wasn't as, uh, you know, theatrical, I guess, to say the, the least as Priest's. But yes, it was a hard hit, too. No, I, the last update I've heard, and y'all guys might slap me down for this, but the last update I've heard from uh, Priest is that he was still in the hospital uh, overnight for more, uh, you know, observations. I don't know what that means. He I know he, week. yeah, yeah, he went uh, to the uh, hospital actually, and uh, he did get released. Did you say he got released? Yes, no, yes. He he did end up getting released. I think he said it was like ten twenty five a.m. or something morning. the next day. So he did. Did stay yeah, overnight, I told my though. wife. I was gonna say that's all for percussion protocol. Probably it was such a bad one. Um, but uh, no, he got out of the car. He was standing by himself. I.e., he was on his own two feet. But it looked like some guys were holding on to him. And I don't blame him not one bit. <laughs> I'm not trying to say he's like weak or something or or he's broken down. But that would just shake you up so bad. I don't think he could stand, even if you're fine. Because I just don't even know what that would be like looking out your windshield and seeing that much movement, like spinning and spinning and, and just. It probably happened so quick, he doesn't even know what the hell happened, to be honest with you. He'd probably watch it back later and be like, holy shit, that was crazier than I thought it was in the car. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it, honestly, if you, watch, if you watch Bellini's wreck, too, and they watch his in-car, you could tell it, like, shake him up, too. He hit that wall, and it was immediately, he was just, like, head back, eyes closed, like, holy shit, that hurt. Uh, just to get your stage winners out, though, Truex won stage one. Uh, Brad Keselowski won stage through. Uh, sorry, stage through. Yeah, stage two. And then uh, Chris Busher won the freaking race. He was he three in a row. Three in a row. Crazy, isn't it? Or three in a row. Sorry, three in one season for a guy who's... Wasn't it his first ever win? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong on that. I don't actually know much about Chris Busher. I'm not going to lie. I might be ignorant <laughs> to the fact that I have no idea anything about the guy prior to this season. So, But no, for a guy who I don't think I've ever heard winning before, win three in the same year, that's pretty insane. Goes to show you the uh, the uh, the work that's gone through RFK there with with Keselowski and Busher putting in the time. It seems like they finally have a solid 
solid couple teammates, and they're both in the playoffs, so they're doing something right. So good to see those guys succeeding finally. Because I know Kislowski had a rough start at that that team there with uh, everything that was going on. He just you know wasn't I don't know if he wasn't performing or if it was a car thing. I'm sure it was a car thing. We've seen you know how good Kislowski is. So yeah, it looks like he's got well, five wins overall in the Cup Series. Is what I'm seeing, I think. Five overall, yeah. So he's probably got a couple somewhere else. It must be one. Must be one other. Must be from some sort of play track because I don't think I've seen him win a regular race. But you know, again, excuse my ignorance to it. I have no idea. So, but uh, yeah, no. Other than that, I mean, that pretty much caps off NASCAR. I mean, it caps off the regular season. It was cool to see Truex take that championship home. Um, hopefully, he can go ahead and take another one home, which would be awesome. Uh, Harvick's in the final in the playoffs for his final year, so that'll be cool. Uh, we'll just kind of have to see what goes on there, I guess, with the uh, with the playoffs. It's, sure, it's looking to be a good playoffs. I mean, there's no Elliott, there's no Bowman, but the guys that are in there all, you know, deserve to be there. So that's cool to see. And I think for a podcast as a whole, I'm pretty sure we're all surprised that they didn't find Subway to get Chase Elliott in that thing. I know. <laughs> they were like, your day's done, Chase. No, we have that. We haven't made it to the weekend yet. He's going to get the miracle 17th position. There's a seventeenth yeah. driver that's coming to get into the playoffs. Oh yeah, we we just because he he missed so many races and he did so well, we should just put him in. I hope not. <laughs> hope you're wrong. Not that I don't like Chase, just come on now. Yeah. So um before we move on away from NASCAR, uh get into some safety podcasts. We already kind of touched on everything, but article came out. When did it come out? Uh, came out nine hours ago, actually. The title of this, recording. Yes. The title of this is It Time for NASCAR to Rethink Super Speedway Racing. And it goes on. We'll have it in the show notes. Uh, they talk about Ryan Blaney's wreck bearing very similarities to Dale Earnhardt Sr. Um, they they talk about Priest and his wreck and that he walked away and all this. And they go on to talk really to say, is it just good enough for us to say these drivers are walking away from these wrecks? And I was kind of open it up to y'all for discussion, but it kind of ticks me off because this is racing. This this isn't, you know, I don't know, basketball where we gotta protect everyone. Everyone, we know what we're getting into. And they're talking about how, I guess, NASCAR needs to rethink how we run these races because we don't need to be ha- these race These wrecks don't need to be something that we're used to seeing. Or not used to seeing, but seeing them. Yeah, I think you get a little bit of this every time there's a big wreck. It seems like that, okay, we need to slow down. We need to do this. We need to do that. And the bad thing is NASCAR just got these cars together kind of going faster. You know, now um, you're seeing more speeds, especially at Super Speedway, like this race. I think, you know, they were touching on it that it was, you know, a lot faster than uh, what they had been running. So now you're wanting to try to back that up and go the other direction for safety. And I'm kind of like you. It's kind of like football, right? We took away a little bit of the uh, hitting and the quarterback can't be touched. And, you know, we can't hit this way and you can't hit that way. And the way everybody was taught to tackle back in the day is now illegal. Um, you don't go face mask, face mask, and you know, go go get somebody. You got to hit off to the side or take out some legs or whatever the case may be. 
And it, and I think it did away with the. I don't think I don't think it brought anything good to the sport. It, it took away from the sport. So I'm hoping they do not do that with NASCAR. Yeah, I um I switched over back to my regular mic now. By the way, I'm back in my house, so that's always cool. But uh, <laughs> Dave's like, yeah, I don't gotta edit a whole episode. So now you're gonna hear you're gonna hear me moving back and forth from my mic like I always do. And Dave hates me for it, but it's all good. I'm here. But uh, no, anyways, I I think this happens all the time. I I do think. I really think with the big safety push in general in the last like five to 10 years, I do think there's been a big push of like, Oh, you know, we need to make stuff way more safer. And I'm not denying that we don't need to make something safer. Like there's definitely some things need to be improved. Like we look at F1 as much as they praise formula one for saving Grosjean's life. If he didn't get out of the car by himself, they were screwed. There was nothing there that was going to put that fire out. Um, NASCAR, we have similar situations where, you know, we had Newman's wreck. He almost, you know, he had a bar that saved his life that he developed. We have Kyle Larson's wreck where it really easily could have been the driver's side that got clipped. Um, at Was it Dega we were at last where his whole right side of his door got caved in? We've got now this wreck. We've got Blaney's wreck. We had the wreck that ended Kurt Busch's career. Literally, I don't know if you guys know as well, he did announce his retirement now. He can't, he has not been medically cleared to drive since that incident. So... I do think we took a step backwards with this car. I do agree that that's, you know, you never should be taking a step backwards, but you know, we're engineering a car. I mean, look at EV technology. We have cars right now that can self-ignite and catch on fire and burn a whole house down. Nothing's ever going to be perfect, especially in the motorsports world. There's too many variables and things that can happen. And I think people calling on super speedways are nuts. Like it's the, it is the most unique form of racing out of any sport i don't care what anybody says it is the most unique thing and if you take that away that's like taking short tracks away in like the 80s and 90s like people are gonna look at you like are you fucked in the head like you know what i mean it's just an icon to the sport and i think they got to work out some kinks with the car for sure but anybody who's calling on super speedways to go away anytime something like this happens i think they just need to go blow i'm sorry it's just it's it's, you're not right yeah, I agree with that 100%. Like it's not the it's it's not the tracks pro, it's not the venue's liability to ensure that like you said something with so many variables can go in a consistent way, especially if you're like Daytona International Speedway. Like the 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 nature of racing is the temple of speed mentality, right? Like you like we're here to go fast Talladega Indianapolis like they're all the same I watch the races because of the foot to the floor nature of it like make and you're right I think we've taken a step back in the cars too because I don't know like it it, and I think you're right too Norman because like the whole thing's ridiculous that's kind of why I'm stumbling on myself like I don't know I don't even know why someone would make that argument because uh, I don't know, look at the nature of racing from the beginning has been kind of like a deadly sport too. So like the fact that we haven't lost anyone um, is incredible. Uh, the I don't like the head and injuries. And we've talked about this, like, what was it like episode 15 or 14? Like a while ago, we were talking about how like, <clears throat> yeah, I don't like head in- injuries. I don't like the risk of neck injuries. But like the fact is, is like Ryan Priest just flipped like 89 times or whatever at like 200 miles an hour and the dude got out and was okay. So like we're doing something right. Um, 
I mean, humans, humans are going to go hard and are going to go nuts in whatever equipment you give them. If you slow these cars down 50 miles per hour there, these people are going to race harder, I would think, right? Less, less risk more. You can risk more now. So why not push more or do riskier things? So I think humans will always be on the edge, the very limit, no matter what. Yeah, no, and I think no motorsport is perfect. You know, like everybody, you know, there, there's always a risk and the drivers understand that. And I don't think that slowing them down, like this isn't something where it's like, this is obviously going to get someone killed. Like it's like, it, that's not the case. Like, it's not like a rouge spot. Like, you know what I mean? Like that, yeah, that corner has been a problem. Well, that's the topic for another episode. I don't think I want to go into that at all, but you, you get the point. Like it's, it's super speedways. Like it's, it's an iconic thing. Like all sports have their flaws. Like, I don't know if you guys saw this weekend, but there was a moto 1000 race where a guy passed or actually two guys ended up passing away. And it's just the way the accident happened. It's luck of the draw. Like you can't avoid some stuff and that's just how it is. And I think, yeah, again, people just overreact as usual. And hopefully we just don't have all these people with, you know, now that everyone has a voice with social media and how it goes, I just hope that these people don't influence and change into this sport because I really don't think stuff like that's necessary. I think we just need to keep re- keep investing in the in the change of the car. And if it's that much of a problem, get it like the car tomorrow. Get rid of it pretty quick and do something with it. You know what I mean? So, yep. That's my thoughts. Yeah, and I, I think on that same instance, kind of like to reiterate, re- reiterating what you're saying, the people that are calling for this don't understand the wrecks. I mean, there's some understanding, like, to me, the wreck that we saw with Priest, yes, it was violent, but it was it was uh, the inertia was getting slowly. You know, the kinetic energy was slowly getting re- wound out of the car as it spun, where something like Blaney's wreck was just straight on, straight impact, and there was just no slowdown. I mean, you want to go back to the worst one that we've ever seen, I think, uh, at least on TV and that kind of stuff, Dale Earnhardt Sr., right? It didn't look that bad but he ended up losing his life that day, you know? And so the people that are calling for this are calling for this now because they see this one where there's just pieces flying and cars spinning. And yes, it was a very violent, uh, like you said before, aggressive wreck. But at the same time, those are almost a little bit better because it gets to slow the car down where Blaney's was straight head on. And like you said, I would not be surprised if there's something that comes out of Blaney's before Priest's. But So, <clears throat> also I wanted to, I know you mentioned Rusty Wallace's wreck, and I, I remember Davey Allison's at Pocono and stuff. The one thing I noticed, I know the car wasn't on the ground as much in this wreck. It did a lot of flips and twirls in the air, which was actually pretty amazing how fast it was flipping. But when I go back and I watch Davey Allison's, and I'm pretty sure you probably went back and watched Rusty's, I noticed the cars started to separate, like throw parts off of them. And that's dissipating energy. This car did not. This car yeah. stayed together, and that's the one. Qu- that's the one thing I I said to myself, being having an engineering background, I'm like this car flipping like this and not throwing parts off is just it's making it worse because it's holding all that energy inside instead of kicking it. Uh, but yeah. that's the only thing I think they could change. Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't think about that, but you're right. Yeah, there's definitely no dissipation. I, I know that's been a big thing they've been working on, and I don't know if anybody's looked up any of the stuff that's been going on with like the changes to the rear clip and front clip. I know we've touched on them here before, but you know that's it's you know you have to actually go look and visualize it to fully understand it. But 
they've been working on a lot of things and it's uh it's not easy i mean i mean norman you know better than anyone you're an engineer it's not easy for them to design a car that can you know remember we used to have all those fender rub issues back when they didn't have that composite body and it was just like you need a car that can withstand those minor hits but also in a wreck like we just saw with priests can just dissipate energy by throwing parts off and stuff like that so um, I did notice, by the way, the wheel tethers that they've added did do their jobs in that wreck. I, we didn't see his tire fly off, did we? I thought it stayed no. on. No, that was pretty cool. It did. So that did that did its job. Um, but yeah, no, hundred percent. I think there needs to be some sort of some sort of change to that. And it just every time he hit the ground, it looked like he hit driver's roof, which really sucked. Yeah, that's yeah, just unfortunate. But to give you, he did post on. Twitter X or X Twitter, whatever we're calling it nowadays. Um, if you want to be a race car driver, you you better be tough. Damn it, fast Mustang. I'm coming back. That was his post. So I think he NASCAR, NASCAR put below that. If we let you, <laughs> no, <laughs> go talk to Kurt Busch. We'll, oh, but I I think what he should. On the conversation, he says, if you want to be a NASCAR driver, you better be tough. Like, okay, that's racing right there. That's just luck of the draw. And I think people need to, before they start posting about how we need to make it slow down the cars and stuff, go talk to the drivers and ask them what they think because they're the ones putting their life on the line. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, and, and the drivers are, are, are complaining more than then now than earlier i don't know how to say that there's more complaints from, i think my brain's like ah uh, that we have had a lot of complaints this season and last season from nascar drivers compared to previous seasons it seems so hope they fix it maybe the cars are too maybe they're too good right maybe they're too tight like that's why we see like the wreck at Pocono that injured Kurt Busch. Like that was a rear collision to the wall and Bubba Wallace took one that he said was just brutal. It's, it's like the cars maybe are too tight. They're too good. Like, I don't know. Maybe they need to be bigger with more stuff that can crumple. I don't know how to fix it. I'm, I'm just a humble propane guy with a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> I got opinions and they don't matter. <laughs> uh, uh, no. They'll fix it. They always do. Yep, uh, I agree. Yeah, I mean, there hasn't been a car yet. Like like uh, Antonio said, if it doesn't work, get rid of it. Car tomorrow didn't work. They got rid of it. So they'll do it. And, and the manufacturers always been behind them on that. So NASCAR ain't going anywhere. They I, look good. I do yeah. like the look of them. I'll yeah. give you that. I, I will say after the... After these two wrecks this weekend, I had no issue with anything. Both drivers seemed fine and good And after two very bad wrecks, in my opinion. And I also got to make a note that Daytona does not like a driver named Ryan. No. Yeah, no kidding. True story. Never thought about it. Shout out to all the Ryans out there. If you're trying to get yeah. a NASCAR, don't go to good, Daytona. Good luck. So you're probably not going <laughs> to... We're just it's not going to work out for you, man. <laughs> yeah, tell Tebow. Can't make it, bro. <laughs> y'all got any Y'all got any more NASCAR? Nah. Yeah, uh, next weekend, 
Got another race coming up. The Southern, the Cookout Southern 500. Let me get it right. Cookout Southern 500. So you should cook out your Southern um, yeah. next September 3rd at Darlington. I always like Darlington. Um, 501 miles is a long time. That's, that's, that's a <sighs> lot of laps. It's yes. a lot of laps on a concrete surface. Um, yeah, 367 is the lap count there. Uh, looks like a Sunday night race. That's what I'm seeing. So oh, yeah, because be- we have the Monday off. Yep. That For will all be uh, us American folks, the Canadians still got to go to work on Monday. What day? Yeah, if they get like every other we Monday off. So off. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> we get Labor Day. Yeah, we get Labor Day too, uh, bro. That's the thing here. Oh, they get it. Yeah, you uncultured. You were just feelings. like all blast. <laughs> weren't you off last monday too for some reason last monday no we were off that good i don't know three weeks ago just for a random monday canadian day dude we're just anyways don't, don't hate me don't don't hate the player bro <laughs> hate the game okay don't hate but that will be the uh first round of the playoffs round of 16 which will consist of darlington kansas and bristol so that'll be exciting yeah, that exciting. first round's gonna be nuts. Exciting. I'm excited. I'm excited for that one. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we went I don't there. Know why that happens? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Yeah. yeah. So, I like Darlington. It's. A, I think it's cool that they're putting that in the playoffs because that is a uh, kind of a one-off track. You know, you gotta be. You gotta be. It's gotta be a good race car driver to do some, something there. Yes. Well, good luck to him. Yeah. Good luck, guys. No priest, I doubt. No. Like you said, we'll have to see what Blaney's doing. But uh yeah. Good luck, fellers. I guess it's on I guess we're gonna go from Daytona up to up the Mississippi to St. Louis. Mississippi. St. Louis, it, Mississippi? No, we're gonna go up the Mississippi to St. Louis. St. <laughs> <Saint> Louis. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I've always uh, wanted to take a Mississippi River cruise to all those cities. I think that'd be really cool. Doesn't it go all the way to Chicago? No. no. You can it's take like, river boats to Chicago from it's like Louisiana. Saint, what what other cities are on the river? St. Louis and New Orleans, right? And today on the Geographical Podcast. <laughs> let's find out. The like, Mississippi River. M-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. <laughs> That's crooked letter, crooked letter <laughs> I. Humpback, 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 humpback I. <laughs> oh, Tony was like, what the hell are y'all talking about? Crooked letter. <laughs> Have you ever heard that, Antonio, or is that just an American thing? What are we talking about? Cricket letter. Missis- how to spell Mississippi? No, how you spell Mississippi. Yeah. yeah, you say M I, crooked letter, crooked letter I, crooked letter, crooked I, up back, up back, I, Mississippi. <laughs> no, I don't know. When I think of how to spell Mississippi, it was just like, I always think of like the SpongeBob campfire song where you got to say it really fast where he's like, the C-A-M-P-F-I-R-E-S-O-N-G sign. <laughs> Dude, you can take a river cruise from New Orleans to St. Paul, Minnesota. That was funny. What? That's all the Mississippi River. Yeah. St. Louis stops in. Soda. Yeah, dude. I mean, this is huge. Goes through Memphis. It's like Saint a big Louis. river. Oh, I forgot about Memphis. I forgot Memphis was it goes on the all river. the way to St. Paul. Wow, that sounds that sounds like a very old person thing to do. The more you know. I actually I have been on a riverboat <laughs> cruise, but it was in Europe, and it actually was enjoyable through Missouri. Was it one of the Viking? Was it one of the Viking cruises? Yeah, it is. It was, but we rent the 
people that I went with did a private Viking cruise, so we kind of chose our, their own thing to do. But I guess let's get back to racing. Yeah, or, back to back yeah. to Indy. But so we're in we're in we're across the river from St. Louis because that's where what I know as Gateway is. But I guess now we got to call it WeatherTech Technology Raceway. Is that what it's called? Uh, I think so. Hey, did anything happen this week? Remember how there's always an issue every time we go there? <laughs> Weather. Oh yeah, lots of weather. Is. Hey, pull out your weather tech mats. You're gonna need them. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Really, nothing happened Saturday because of weather. They got to run practice. I think really late Saturday night. So there were some incidents. So people had to rebuild their cars. Um, Saturday late into the night to get them to qualifying. We qualified Sunday morning before the race, which was very interesting. So at 10 a.m. they qualified and they raced it. 230. That's a lot for the teams going yeah. from like qualifying trim, qualifying fuel. And I know, I, I don't know about Indy. I don't know enough about it. Unfortunately, maybe you can tell me, but they change fluids sometimes for qualifying, you know, um, cause it's just such a short run, this and that, but, uh, yeah, crazy. You gotta think Indy car is a little bit is a more simplified formula one car and it's spec. So everyone runs the thing, but there, yeah, you don't, you got to heat the engines up, heat the fluids up, cool them off properly. Yeah, it's not just a simple task of, oh, yeah, let's throw a car out there, qualify, bring it back in, you know, turn a couple of bolts and throw it back out there for a race. It's craziness. But new Gordon, new Gordon, new Gordon. <laughs> we got a new, the old Gordon. New Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> Better than old Gordon. <laughs> Where's Marshall Noon when you need an argument? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Damn Johnson fans. Um, Anyways. <laughs> New Garden qualifying on pole. Everyone starts talking, sweeping the ovals this year because he's won the, the three ovals so far. This is our fourth and final oval. Yeah. How many times did you hear that, by the way? Like that. that <laughs> that's, that's. They were talking about a lot. They were talking about that a lot until. Um, Mr. Um, Tortoise comes up and blows everyone away. That's when I quit talking about him. Yeah. But um, he did look strong. I, I, I give him that. And But he was on the wrong strategy, it looked like, because Scott Dixon, out of nowhere, had to take a nine-place grid penalty after qualifying because of an unsanctioned engine change or unimproved. So Dixon is going to start 16th. So we all know Dixon, they, they go on the crazy strategy now. They're like, well, let's screw it. We're, we're three-stopping this race. And there was a lot of drivers out there I thought that could three-stop it. Uh, but they were all pitting about two to three laps before Dixon every single time, which really just kind of made things weird. Um. Uh, I don't know why they were doing it because if you watch through the race, you could see Dixon slowly climbing the the timing tower. I don't know if yeah, y'all were but, noticing that. Well, I think it's one of those once you're there's so much strategy in a I don't want to say fixed league, a spec league. Um, strategy can get you a long ways, and I think once you're locked in, I mean, really, he was he was one of the if not the only one that was going on his strategy, so to speak, you know. And so I think everybody was kind of like. It's not going to work out for him. Like, I don't know what the hell he's doing over there. And they just kept going with what they were, you know, what you set out to do. 
As I, strategies are weird. It's one of those that if you get the right caution in the right place, you can change. But if not, you've got to ride out what you started with at, after a certain point. And they talking about that is they did interview some of the the engineers on on the boxes, and they're like, I remember hearing a couple of them say, "Oh no, we're four stop. No one's going to be able to three stop this race today." And you just kept looking over. I'm like, "Are you sure?" Like this guy, he's made it to lap sixty five already. Like he's he's separated this into three stints, uh, or into four stints, three stops. I just, I, I, it looked he that. It might be just him, and y'all, y'all tell me. Does he just make it look that easy? That you ask, why isn't anyone else trying it? And it actually is hard. Yeah, and I, I think it's one of those that he that and and like I said before, I think it's one of those just kind of keep looking down pits. Like, what are they doing down there? Like, you know, no, nothing said that that could be done. And and I really think that he must have done some crazy fuel saving and things. Um. But entire yeah, saving. Yeah, right. Hey, it's not all about the fuel for sure at an oval. So um and this was I forgot to mention this was our um for some reason at Gateway they run the tire compound. So you have to run a stint on the reds too. Which um I think he got he got really good because there was a caution there. Um I think when he was on his red stint that helped him out to save those a little bit, but then he also caught that last caution. Perfect. Everyone else had done their pit cycle. Then the caution came out. So he was able to come down pit road. Um, everyone else did, but there still had to be one more stop. Um, made and I, or you still had to two stop it from there and he was able to one stop it. But yeah, Dixon ends up winning the race from 16th by 22 seconds. Which is the second? It is the second largest victory at Gateway. But I felt that was saying. But the real talking point is New Garden on lap two eleven, trying to real trying to just take second place, ends up pushing too hard, getting up in the marbles and putting himself in the wall. Able to get it back to pits, and no caution came out from it. But you're in a championship battle, and the race had kind of already been written off that you're not winning it. Seconds is the best you can do. The guys in front of you, no need to push. You have a championship that you're trying to go for. Y'all think yeah, we- and I, I, I was kind of a, in my mind, a max Verstappen move, you know, where he's like, I want to come in for tires, even though I don't really need one more point for the fastest lap. I'm kind of like, you just take the third place or wait for a bobble, right? Just put yeah. pressure on the guy, but don't push like he did. Got up in the marbles. I, I don't know. I saw a couple guys get in the marbles. It's like he kept pushing yeah. once he was, like he was going to try to ride it out kind of thing. And it's like, no, on these on this track, especially from what I was seeing from the other drivers, you get up in those marbles, you got to, you know, control the car, get it back under control, you know, regroup. I mean, hell, there's some of them going down backstretch, wiggling to try to clean their tires off under race like conditions, you know, like oh yeah, before the next corners. So I don't know, I don't know what happened with him, but yeah, like you said, start up the track, just kept floating and never really stopped, hit the wall. Crazy. Yeah. So, um, he admitted in his interview, there was nothing anyone could have done with Dixon. He, had, he was in his own world that on Sunday. Uh, there was, um, yeah, 
I think that's it. Uh, there's one more thing I was trying to think of, but I can't even think about what I was about to say. So, uh, can we talk was... about it already? <laughs> uh, do we want to go to the most interesting race of the of the weekend? <laughs> oh, come on, let's just talk the, about it already. The, the roller coaster of emotion <sighs> that we now know as Zambort. <sighs> uh, uh, we so should just put this one up and talk about like the first seven laps, and then the seven to fourteen. Next episode. So gotta, <laughs> it's like, you got to go back. You can't even start at the race. It's like, even <laughs> practices and stuff were crazy. But, yeah. So, Formula One, if you didn't know, went to uh, Zambort uh, over there in the Netherlands, Dutch Grand Prix, Max, home, all that stuff. Good. Going into practices, I was really excited because, um, yet again, if you listen to the podcast, I'm a big Danny fan. Um, and my dreams of him actually doing something as Alphatari went out the window a pretty darn quick during the practice. Uh, Piastri spun. I don't really ever got an idea of why he spun, honestly, but he spun on, is that Tarzan, I think, that, that weird left-hander with the, with the uh, uh, Ramco sponsorship painted on top. Anyways, um, he spins into that, and Danny, for some reason, was taking the high line, and he's watching his you know, apex of where he's wanting to spin, you know, spin the car around the corner and this and that. Did not see Piastri... Uh, Piastri Slams into the wall. He said he was so focused on missing, hitting the wall or missing Oscar that he actually slammed the wall and kept his hands on the wheel, which is a no-no in open wheel racing. What breaks his thumb? I don't know if it's his thumb. They, they told me wrist. what bone it was. I think it was his it was wrist. His wrist, something. Uh, I don't really know what it is, but it's not good for... Everybody keeps saying it. Oh, he might be back for the uh, end of the season. I don't think it's good for his career. No. It was a little wreck in practice, but it may be the last time he's ever in a race car, honestly. Or in a Formula One car. Yeah, I just don't know. Um, anyways, update on him. Um, he had surgery, inserted some metal rods, rod or rods. Um, you know, everybody's hopefully, like I said, trying to get back. I, The more you kind of put into it, um, doesn't, doesn't look too good. Liam Lawson takes a red eye flight. Was he already up there for Red Bull testing, wasn't he? Was he already in town? Maybe. Don't know if that's verified. I know he was going to get some rides in the Red Bull, um, you know, practice one, free practice one type stuff that they have to do. But anyways, long story short, Liam Lawson's in town. He took the spot um, next to Yuki for the Alphatari. Um, looked okay, I guess, in practices. Not not really shining too much. But I mean, what, what's a guy supposed to do, right? He's uh, just got, got it thrown into that car. But uh, anyways... Uh, not much happened during practice. There was some impeding going on. One of the big ones, I guess, was Hamilton and Yuki, apparently, because they slapped Yuki with a three-grid penalty for blocking Hamilton. So, yet again, you know me, I'll say it. Hamilton griped. Hamilton got what he needed. So, um, that's yeah, a thing. That's a course. thing, if you ask me. But, um, yeah. So, anyways, and then big race day comes. Um I, I got up and had my egos because that's as close as I can get to a Netherlands breakfast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, was ready for the race. Um, and they literally start talking about is there's a chance of rain right off the bat. Um, as soon as they, was it right when they took off? I mean, it, this rain just started coming down pretty good. What we thought was heavy rain. Um, we'll find out later that that wasn't heavy rain. But yeah, um, it was a big chaos, man, because it was like you need to come in, but due to the pits being so small, and it's an older track, 
it hadn't really been updated in the pits and all that. It was double stacked was not an option for the teams. So you had to kind of pick who was going to do what. Red Bull was the big surprise to me. You know, they thought they I thought they'd bring in Verstappen first, but I guess since he was out with clean air and he was leading and stuff, they they brought in Perez first. Um and so then Max made it in. A couple of guys decided not to pit, but Ferrari did come in. When they did, they didn't even have the tires ready, which just I mean Hey, 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 when before it, we go hard when on does it before end? we go hard on Ferrari, Leclerc just drove into the pits. He didn't say anything on the radio. So don't be dissing my Ferrari boys too much. That wasn't their fault this time. You can diss them for the other 47 times, but not the 48th one, okay? <laughs> but it just kind of all goes in, right? It's all in that that uh, that bird's nest of crap that Ferrari's doing. Like, their driver now is not telling them that they're coming in. Most of the time he's wanting to come in, they won't let him come in. I will, to defend him, in that situation, I feel... As a pit crew, you need to be already ready to go because it's got to be a split decision. You should have already had the tire sit out, ready to go, and hear them go, cars coming in, cars coming in, and already be ready to go into your position. No, I completely, I completely, I completely agree, though. We even saw Red Bull make the mistake, too. I, I, I do think the entire time that teams should have had tires ready to go, like, ready to go. And I, I will say, they weren't not... Like they weren't as not ready to go as they've been previously. Like they did have them sitting there, I think, but they just didn't have them stationed in the four corners. So they actually, considering they didn't have the tires ready, that was actually pretty quick. Like I thought he was done and then they got him out. I don't know. Was he stopped for like eight seconds? I was like, you know what? That wasn't actually too bad. Like when you think about it. So, um, no, I, I agree though. It was, it's something that I, I don't think should happen at the end of the day, but you know, to their credit, they weren't expecting Leclerc to pull in. Same with uh, the Perez incident later where he had tires not ready for him as well, which first, first mess up for Red Bull. Crazy. Yeah, I know. Yep. It'll show you yeah, how that, solid that, that is. Sucked. That sucked. Yeah. I felt bad. For sure. Yeah. Like I said, there were some that took some that didn't. Um, actually, people tried to stay out. Um, a lot of them. There was a couple of them that did stay out. Man, the times were so chaotic because you had guys sliding around that didn't come in. They were 20, 30, 40, whatever the time interval was for the pits. As many pit stops as going on, you'd think I would have this information, but I don't remember what the interval was for the race. But, uh, you know, Norris decided to take a gamble. He stayed out um, on slicks. Like I said, he was the one that I was like, do you remember he did this once? <laughs> but it was at the end of a race and it didn't work out so well. I was like, no, but I think Albon might have been one of them. Um, there was a couple others uh, that didn't come in, but uh, the tumors, Hamilton's. Yeah, why didn't, Hamilton, why, why didn't you try to split a strategy if you're going to try well, it? I don't know. I mean, they're they're kind of being questionable lately. Also, um, like I said, Hamilton one and two, he came over and he was like, "We should have went in, staying out the wrong strategy." Blah blah blah. Um, anyways. Leclerc, Leclerc was the first one that I saw, or the only one I saw really that had. It looked like he had zero grip, even with the inners, because he came in and got inners. And I don't know what was going on with his car. He was having a bad race, and it just got worse. But, uh, anyways, uh, McLaren finally decided um, to let Norris come in, but it was like too late. It, so he was about the only one that I saw that was like, "I'm going to stay out," and then it's like, "Oh no, three or four laps in, this is a bad move." So now I'm going to come in. And the rain was showing to be passing. So 
if you were already out there for three or four laps on the slicks, stay on the slicks. I mean, you, it's like we were just talking about with Indy. Once you're in that setup, once you're in that strategy, you just stay with it. But uh, anyways, it wasn't too long because um, you're like, oh, that was the wrong move to go to Inners with McLaren. And the next thing you know, Albon, who did stay out on the slicks, had the fastest first sector. And so then everybody started kind of seeing it. Um, you know, uh, actually Piastri at one point, I think around lap 10, had the fastest lap. Um, and then next thing you know, blew my mind, DRS was enabled, you know, which was just crazy. I will have to say on that switch over back from the enders to the dries, Haas nailed it too. Taking Magnuson from what, like 17th or 16th all the way up to 7th or 6th. I was like, my jaw hit the ground. I was like, how did Haas just pull that strategy out of there? You know what? I think it's one of those strategy calls that you got nothing to lose. I hate to be that way and not dissing on Haas too much there, but it's like, hey, the rain's going to stop sometime. So let's let's switch it up, you know? Yeah. Um, a lot of risky calls, man. I mean, people staying out, people not staying out. I mean, it was, it was all over the place. It, it was really chaotic. I loved it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I like, like you said, it was kind of hard to watch the timing t- tower, you know, whatever you want to call it, a little graphic, just bouncing around and who's on what tires and anyways. But then, uh, yeah, Verstappen took uh, took the lead due to this, the slicks and moving around and all that stuff. Uh, they finally came back out and everything was um, going great. But anyways. Uh, Sergeant, I think, lost like 10 positions somewhere in there. I don't know how that happened, really. It was just due to, I guess, back and forth or... So, <clears throat> he went from 10th to a lap down in seven laps. Yeah, it's like, how how do you make that? Because he had a really great qualifying. Here at Albon, Williams, I think, was the was the shining, you know, team, literally, in the... Uh, the practice. I mean, yeah, he wrecked the car, unfortunately, um, in Q3. First Q3 for him. Yes. But for Williams. I spoke too almost, soon in Discord on that one. Yeah, right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> tough. I was like, <laughs> Norman's fault. Post it. Hits the wall. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I really think that, like I said, I was, I was almost like, I wish, and I told my wife this, like, I wish some of the old Williams guys were still around, like even maybe Claire Williams to see like they were, they were trash for a long time, and actually yeah. to see they're not up there. Don't get me wrong. And Zambort can be one of those where other teams can come and show up, and then next week, not be so good. But um, I think they're they're really making strides in the same way, you know, the right direction. I don't think they're anywhere McLaren jumps, you know, like McLaren just did. But they're making strides for the right stuff, and it's about time that somebody comes off the bottom like that with Williams, because um, even Haas has had their their moments in the sun. And it just doesn't seem like Williams has. But anyways, yeah, yeah. And I blame it all on Norman. (laughs) Yeah, but no, he, I think they went, they tried the no inners or tried to stay on the slicks too long with him. And then they decided, oh, no, we need to be on it. But it was in that point where you talked about, kind of at that point where you just fight, fight it out. And he he was not good on the inners either. I don't think he was way off the pace. <clears throat> yeah. So um, it it that hurt, and then we'll get into it later. It just dude, he oh yo, 
it's it's pretty soon. Um, unfortunately, you know, um, <laughs> Russell did. Russell's the other one that kind of jumped out before we go on to the uh, wreck of, you know, the all of America taking a deep sigh. Um, Russell dropped down to 18th and was not a happy camper over the radio. Um, he actually came on the radio during the race and asked his team that they were shooting for a podium there. When all the race chaos was going on, he's like, "What happened? Like, how does this happen? You know, we were shooting for a podium, but." Um, yeah, lap 16, I think is what it was. Sergeant, uh, wrecked a second car for the weekend. Uh, one in quality Q3 and then, uh, one during the race. And, uh, yeah, he just kind of took a break in a lawn chair over there. <laughs> I think he's mentally gone. I think that <laughs> didn't look good. That didn't look good, Dude was, was reflecting. He was putting his paws together and reflecting. You know what I mean? Like he was. That was funny. He was thinking. He was thinking about some things. I didn't. I, I didn't feel on. too bad Go. for. Sorry, I didn't feel too bad for uh, for George though. I'm not gonna lie. When he when he had his his incident there, where he actually left the race, I was just like, you know what, man, that's what you get for complaining over the radio. Like, so what? You were in a podium position. There's still a race to be held. To be held, and he almost got back into whatever position he was in before. So I don't know. I wasn't upset when he would when he had his issue. Um. Have y'all ever like made a mistake or something and got sick to your stomach? Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Of course. That's that's why a thousand dollars say that's a million for this sport. Oh. I guess a billion for Formula One. We we gotta get big money for this. That's how Sargent felt right then. Like he really just wanted to go crawl in a hole and hide from the whole world. Yeah, and his hole was a lawn chair beside the cameraman. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, he just sat there with his helmet in his hands at first. Later on, I go back. Him, I saw him sitting there with his helmet still on. Oh, yeah. No, that was after the wreck. He stays there. And then later on, like lap 36, they go back and show him again. Homeboy's still sat in the lawn chair. Helmet off. Suits unzipped about halfway down. Um and I come back to the pits and I loved it because it was kind of like comedy in the middle of all the chaos. It was like, and we'll go back and just give you the sergeant update. Old boy's still in the lawn chair. <laughs> He's still sitting there. <laughs> yeah. Reminiscing. <laughs> but yeah, uh, unfortunately, I, Leclerc had to retire. I I think it was it was a little further down the road, but he, he had to retire. I, I did not know it, but I knew that he had taken a gearbox and there was no penalty for it. And I really didn't get the story. Um, looked it up he took an old gearbox pre-race to avoid that penalty um and and that might have been the reason of why his performance was so bad because like i said he he really did look not not as not not to par i'm not a big Leclerc fan sorry antonio um but i think he had a really good promise and for some reason it's he's i think he's kind of in his head too maybe he needs to go sit in the lawn chair and chill he, he pretty much was he was watching the qualifying <laughs> and, the, and the end of the race he watched max win the whole weekend pretty much he was like shit why didn't i go to red bull but uh, I don't know. I heard it was floor damage. I saw somebody said that when he broke his front wing off, apparently it broke a crucial piece of the floor. And I thought I heard the, him actually, like Leclerc himself, say something about that in a post-race interview, but I wasn't too sure. It wasn't aired by um, by Sky Sports or anything. I was just saw it after the race on some other media platform. But uh, yeah, no, that was pretty tough for him. I mean, he's just... I don't know. It's hard to say. He's very loyal to Ferrari. I mean, he said he hasn't gone. However, at the same time, he doesn't have a contract renewal. So I'd, I'm curious to see what he's going to do. I um, I really just want Signs and 
Leclerc to do well at Ferrari, to be completely honest with you. Like, both of them deserve to do well. Like, as much as, you know, I am a Ferrari fan, I actually could care less how well they do. I actually care more about the two drivers at the moment because there's definitely been times where Ferrari's been screwing them over, and there's definitely been times where they, as drivers, have screwed themselves over too. And it's just the two of those combining just make Ferrari look like, and the help of, you know, the media. Now now that Ferrari's made a few mistakes, it became a trend to make fun of them. So, you know, now anytime something that normally happens that's just unfortunate in a race, they just get bashed and put on blast for it, right? So it's a bit unfortunate. And I think um, all that media pressure, like, and just everyone constantly destroying Ferrari, I'm, I'm sure it's hitting the egos of not only the drivers, but the, the team and everyone. So... They they need to they need to rebuild essentially. So I'm hoping they can figure out the car eventually because we saw them come out in 22, 2022 looking good, and then we see where they are now. And it's just it's we're just we're just gonna go have a beer in the bathtub again, okay? So that's that's about it. <laughs> but anyways, what else beer happened in the bathtub? In the race? <laughs> you keep saying that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> what uh what else happened in this race? Uh, the Blaney beer in the bathtub, uh, man. The Blaney beer in the bath dude, I'm still having another beer. I'm freaking hammered in the bathtub at this point. That's and we're gonna need we're, we're gonna need a pool at this point. <laughs> Got all the homies in here. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way though with you and Ferrari just touching on that before we move on. But uh yeah, Ferrari, I really do. I like both the drivers. I'm a bigger science fan than Leclerc, but you know, it, it seems like to me. Maybe because I'm a science fan, they're not doing well, so I'm trying to blame it on Leclerc a little bit or something. But and I'm not blaming, but it seems like Leclerc is their guy. It seems like they're really behind him. I think they're good for science too, but it seems like the pitch strategies and stuff mostly lean towards uh, Leclerc, which is which is fine. I think it's better to have a driver one, driver two than than saying they're oh we're both here for both and it being BS because we've seen that before. But I think it would be goofy to leave. I think it was goofy for Danny Rick to leave Red Bull. I think it was really goofy for him to leave Renault at the time, um, move to Alpine now on that team because he was like their guy. Like they said, you're our guy and we're going to build this team around you. And then he left for McLaren. So um, I hope Leclerc, I, be, I hope the best for him. You know what I mean? And I hope yeah. that's at Ferrari because I think that's his team. I think they want him there. So if he could just stay there and, and hold out, Ferrari comes and goes, man, but they will be back. So anyways, that's my little... You, you can't you can't get rid of them, man. No, no, no. It's Ferrari. No, I don't. I, and, and who else are you gonna get right now with Ferrari? Like they like they don't like going for too many rookie drivers. They really like uh, you know guys that have been around for a while. Um, Lewis so, Hamilton. I don't think you're ever gonna pull them away from Mercedes because he's talked about wanting to work in the front office afterwards. So. Man, all I'm gonna say is if you put Lewis Hamilton in a Ferrari, I think you're gonna have like the worst possible PR you could possibly have in one car. <laughs> like you have, first of all, first horrible. of all, you have all the people that are racist that hate Lewis Hamilton. Second of all, you have people, all the people that like are, um, what's it called? That, uh, that hate that he's a crybaby. I'm not saying he is or isn't. I don't care. Sometimes he is. Sometimes he is. And he's a great guy. They all, all of them are and third, and third, you got the people who hate Ferrari. And four, you got Ferrari, so you just got all of like the recipes for just disaster in one car right there. And then, and then, and then, even better, if he doesn't win anything and they just suck, you're gonna get Hamilton get called washed. So there's no, I if I was him, I would not, I wouldn't want to touch Ferrari with a ten foot pole. So, anyways, we'll see what happens. I don't think it's gonna happen. I think they're gonna I, just resign both drivers again, and we'll just call it a day, and they'll ruin their careers for another five years. 
joke. <laughs> that's, hey. that's a Ferrari fan right that's there. That's a real Ferrari fan. Hey, there's right. more room in the bathtub. I'm just saying, come on in. We're in the pool now. We went to <laughs> the water. We upgraded. We were in, we, you know, we went to the bathtub. Then we moved to the hot tub. Now we got a pool. There's so many of us in here at this point. <laughs> Soon we're going to take those yeah, fake that- pools at Miami. And we're just going to fill those too. <laughs> yeah. Just sit around on the ground. Get us on the, get, get, get us on the boat. <laughs> yeah. After, after Leclerc's retirement, the race really kind of got boring for me. I don't know if y'all thought so. Uh, the big DRS you know, they say DRS train, but there wasn't even a DRS train, unfortunately. Um, Alonzo had a bad pit, lap 49-ish, lap 50, I can't really remember, but uh, couldn't get his front left tire on, which really, really stunk because it, at the time he was shooting for a podium and it looked like that had slipped away for Aston Martin, which I don't know why, man. Even if you're mad at Lon- Al- Alonzo and you, and you kind of want him to retire to let some of the new guys come in like we talked about before, it's like you're always kind of rooting for him. I don't know. I find myself like... As soon as it, I felt gutted, gutted for that when he came in and his tire didn't go back, you know, get that tire off and get another one on fast. And as he had a crappy pissed off, I was like, oh, dang. But uh, now nah, he uh, he got it back together, though. He actually uh, came out fifth then. But uh, anyways, he, he he did Alonzo and uh, pushed through on that one. Um, shortly after that, the rain came back. Um, it was it was came down pretty good. Um, it's a lot of hectic moments in the pits but uh why didn't anyone try to go just straight to wets well because the talk of it was and they were saying uh, you know if it goes full wets nowadays in f1 they usually throw out the red i don't know why we don't see full wet racing anywhere anymore if they if it's where it's bad enough that they go to the wets they usually red flag it is it just a too much spray thing i've wondered that too because i noticed like you know, there's all the jokes about what's the most useless thing in the world. And then, you know, you see the Formula One wet tire in there with a few other weird things. And it's just like, I, I don't, I understand why. I, I will say these cars do put out a lot more spray than they used to. And I, I don't know if that's a combo of ground effects and bigger tires and all that just combining to make it a terrible combo. I will say, though, like when they ran those few full wet laps, like they couldn't see anything. Like the spray was ridiculous. Yeah. So I get from a standpoint why they're red flagging races, but I do think they need to they need to do something to get us racing in the rain again because that that's like it's still a key element of the race. I mean, I don't know. It was a big downpour, but I, again, yeah, we never see the wet tire use. So it's like, what's even the point of having it at this point? Just have an enter and red flag it if it's more than that. Well, it's kind of like going back to the super speedways in NASCAR, right? You can slow them down, but it's kind of part of the racing and and and. Wets used to be, you know, wet racing is kind of what F1, you know, they're known for. They're like the football of motorsports. They don't stop. You're going to race through it, and now they're stopping them. But as Norman said, Ocon did opt for the full wets, which was a bad decision at the time. Then he lost some positions for, uh, because of it. Uh, very upset with his his uh, race team because he was even saying over the radio, he's like, why are we going full wets? If we go full wets... Like they never let us race on wets. They're gonna go blow the red flag, and then we can change. Um, Perez and a couple others did decide to come in to change tires. Uh, and Perez had a bobble. He actually hit the wall, um, just a little bit, scuffed the wall on the way into pit entry. Um, he also backed it in bef- on his way. To- he did earlier, yeah. And and so, uh, me and my wife were having a kind of a discussion because <laughs> looked like during the red flag. I know you can 
you can work on damage if it is found to be deemed like while you're trying to come in on a red flag, which is kind of what they had said that he had come into the pits. Um, he had tried to come into the pits, you know, for the red flag. So then it, they could work on the front wing, but it really looked like they were working on the back wing. And that was earlier in the race when he spun and backed in the wall. Uh, oh, so slightly. But anyways, I won't go there. Um, we don't want to question Red Bull right now. Yeah. So that's just one of those things like, uh, who was it? Was it Vettel that touched the back wing? Or is it Verstappen that touched a Hamilton's back wing that one year or whatever while he's looking at it got fined like $50,000? Yeah, right, right. Which is literally like a $5 bill out of my pocket. Yeah, it's like, it's like I'll notice it, but I don't really care. Fifty grand's nothing. They don't care. Um, but yeah. So anyways, uh, that all went down, red flag and all that good stuff. Um yeah, because the red flag came out because uh, Joe uh, took a had a massive off in, in, into uh, the uh, turn one wall. I think he was hydroplaning at the one hundred marker. I think he'd already locked him up. Yeah, um, there was no control. Back to what Antonio was saying about visually, I noticed that he went off the racing line in pouring rain. I think it was to stay out of the spray to see turn one coming. And then he tried to pull back, and when he did, he tried to hit the brakes at the same time. And uh, ended up, you know, like turning his car completely around, backing it in, and they said that it was a 19G hit, I think. Mm, that's rough, man. Which, crazy, because it wasn't complete back into the fence. It was kind of a sideways hit, too. Um, moved the tire barrier, moved the, all that stuff. Hard coat barrier. Um, yeah, it was, it was a bad one. Um, scary. Because, like I said, he just didn't scuff any speed. Oh, so while he was Joe's wreck it was pretty crazy. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I was gonna say when I saw the amount of G's and I saw him like taking a bit to get out of the car, I was like, that didn't look like that crazy. Was that that hard? And it, it was a hard wreck. It was nuts. Yeah, yeah. And so that's what that's what kind of started the whole thing with uh, Perez coming in, and then I don't know. They went to a red flag. Um, on the red flag, I didn't notice they like zoomed in on it where you could almost read lips and it was not going well between Ocon and his race engineer because he was the first one to come in for the for the for the uh wets uh when they first went back. You know, everybody went for enters and they went for wets. Um anyways, it was not going well uh for Ocon, I think. I don't know what's going on there. I seem like Ocon really blossomed and then now he's fallen back down. And I could have said the same thing about Pierre Gasly, but he had a really good finish in this race. Uh, but uh, yeah, looked like Alpine was pushing really hard. What was it last year in Miami where they had some pretty good uh, success with the with the uh, long stretches and stuff, um, long straightaways, high speeds, um, and then kind of fell off. Now I don't know. Um, but anyways, Ocon was very frustrated, so we'll have to see what comes of that. Which I'm sure nothing will come of it because he's kind of stuck there too. Uh, during the red flags, we. Uh, we kind of went back and had a Logan Sargent checkup one more time. He actually made it back to, to the pits to debrief, though. So he did get out of the lawn chair. He decided to come back to the world. Um, he was done with his stint in the uh, chair, which I just think, I'm sorry, I keep talking about it. But it was <laughs> hilarious, dude. It was so great because they just keep going back. And you're like, well, wait, that's the same chair. Man, he's just hanging out. He Nah, I ain't going back. Nah, I know what they're going to say. I ain't going back. It's like you're in trouble and you got to go back to class when you know your teacher's going to be mad at you. And you're just like, mom's going to stay here till next hour. That's so funny, man. And LeClaire did this. They, everyone, the chair was in this weekend, man. I'm just saying, yeah, F1 yeah, needs to put out chairs now, like for merch. They'll yeah. make tons of money. I remember Alonzo doing that one time, you know, and it was kind of like, 
you know, cheeky. It was clever. But uh, <laughs> I don't think Logan was trying to be uh, clever. I think he was like Log- uh, like a Norman said. I think he was trying to hide from what was coming. The talk of, so, second car, huh? Second car. Yeah, he was pretty upset. I would be too. I mean, is, so is it the end? Is this the end of Mr. Sergeant? I know, dude, right? I, 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 I see him fit. I see him finishing the year but i don't see the contract being renewed i'm just saying he I got see, me my points and then it been and win it i'm just saying i need him back um, resign him <laughs> <laughs> i i think i think indycar will pick him up i could see that but with what uh with what uh, josh green told us in the interview you know that and i did not know because i i did not follow logan sergeant he kind of came out of left field for me um uh, but with what he was telling us when, when we interviewed him you know that he's a European driver, really. He's an American, yeah. you know, born and bred. But he he did all his growing up and and coming up through the ranks in the European um, racing. So I don't know if Indy. I mean, Indy's kind of taking everybody in right now, which is a good thing because I think they need that influx of uh, fans and just different styles of racers and stuff like that to to help them get. Bigger I think it is. I think IndyCar is the best move to try to get back to formula. If you want to try to get back to formula, you've got to come back. You got to go to Indy and then try to get work your way back because there's a lot of people starting to go, Ooh, I won't, you know, what I wonder if this IndyCar driver can make it. I wonder if this IndyCar driver can make it. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know for him though. Unfortunately, he's had such a lackluster run. I don't know if he'll ever get another chance, you know, if he's out and, Andretti gets a team, and he's racing for Andretti in IndyCar. Yeah, we'll wait for Andretti to get a team. I'm not going to hold my breath for that one. I'm not going to be around much longer. Yeah. Oh, I just saw, actually, F2 driver. Um, he was F2. Uh, is it Yuri or Jury Vips? He just signed. Say Yuri. He just, Yuri Vips. He just hopped in for the last F2 races for uh, Ram Letterhall. Letter, sorry, Ram Letterhall. Yeah, what the hell am I on about? <laughs> Ray Hall Letterman. Uh, Lanigan, I guess, in the final two races. So that uh, you definitely see guys hopping over from F two now to IndyCar. Like it's become a common way to go now. So Yuri Vips is good. He's good too, man. There's so many guys that are good that just are not able to get into F one. And if they do, like I'll be honest with you, there's guys like Sargent and stuff, um, like that. I don't think we're really ever gonna get to see their true talent. Like you don't just make it to F one by. I mean, there's some. Okay, we Latifi's an exception, but. You don't just make it to F1 by sucking ass. Like, you have to have some sort of talent. You know what I mean? So, obviously, these guys have talent. It just might not be in these cars. And they might have just had a situation where when they came up, they got in a car that sucked, and you just can't come to grips with an F1 car that sucks. Like, you know what I mean? It's it's If there's an imbalance in downforce or something like like it's 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 not easy to compare to it. And he's teamed up with someone like Albon, who's got lots of experience. He's driven a Red Bull. Like, all kinds of different experience. So he might be able to deal with, you know, a shit car better than, you know, Sergeant who just came in from an F2 car. That was probably mint. So you get the point. I, I just think it's the good route well, to go. You do say that, but I remember two names, uh, Crashter, uh, Maldonado and, uh, massive spin. I don't know if y'all remember those two guys, but they somehow made it into F1 and they weren't too good either. Okay. There's a couple exceptions. If you have some money, I just you can get in. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. I'm sure they'd throw Norman in if you had a couple billion dollars, too. Yeah, comes with your own sponsor. As long as they don't go to Road America, and, uh, he shouldn't wreck up. So that's all that matters. 
Yeah. Yeah. And he can probably stay longer and than Spa the can blow an engine. Oh, Spa he'll blow your engine three times, though. <laughs> it's, it, 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 the chance of that happening increases if he's leading. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exponentially. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I got to say, during the rain, when we had to stop during, the, during this Grand Prix in the rain, they kept going back to the crowd. And I'm going to go to the Dutch Grand Prix before that I die. atmosphere was Yeah, man. It looked insane. so good. It was a straight up party in the rain, in the mud. The vibe was like incredible. It was ridiculous how they were. They just had a great time. It was. It was. A, it was. You a could time. hear the music over the announcers. Yeah, and that DJ. Like, I hope he got paid well. Homeboy oh. was at it. Yeah. the whole. Yeah, time. The, du- the whole time. The Dutch and Belgian fans know how to party when it rains. They're just used to it Dude, at this point. They. <laughs> they just didn't even care. Like they did not care that they were getting bored on. They're just out there dancing around. I saw dudes that looked like they were eighty. It looked like some kids that looked like they were like twelve. Didn't matter. They're all having a good time. Right. Just having a great time. But anyways, cars got back on a track. Um, they did mandate that they start on inners, which I'd never, I don't know. And y- y'all guys can change it. I don't know. Uh, I never seen that. I never heard of it. That they're mandating a tire that you had to start on. It's a new, so the rule is if you start under safety car conditions to start the race, you have to start on the wet tire. So no one can try to cheat the system and all that. Gotcha. Okay. Now, because of what happened at Spa, where everyone came in right at the start of the race to change tires, was it that? Or I think that was something? hungry. Where Lewis hungry. was the only guy on the yeah. <laughs> on the grid. That was hilarious. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. So now that rule has been changed that they can mandate either wet or enters. So okay. that's why they got to be able to restart the race. That's why it restarted under a safety car and they got to choose enters instead of doing a standing start. So no more. And it's lights out and away, Lewis Hamilton goes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then he'll be in shortly. Okay, and there's everybody else 20 seconds later. <laughs> but yeah, it was a 45-minute delay. Uh, they decided to do two laps behind the safety car, which I think was a great idea. Um, the mandated enters, I like that idea. I think they did a great job there. We also heard, like Norman said, that it was going to be a rolling start um, instead of a uh, you know grid start. I, I I like all that. I don't see anything wrong with that. I think it was the safest bet. Um, there was some everybody getting used to the enters again. Also, I actually saw a racing line start just from them doing a couple of laps behind the safety car. So I did I did like that for sure. Um, yeah, coming down to the final laps, we saw some really good racing between like uh, Signs, Hamilton, and Norris. That Norris was really being patient. I think there was plenty of times that he could have taken it and tried to push it. Um, I think he was just kind of happy where where they were at. Um, sorry, I forgot to go back on that. Uh, we found out Perez somehow sped in the pits during the red flag. I don't know if you want to call it ceremonies, whatever. Like when they're coming in and, and going back out, somehow he sped in the pits. Damn it. There's a there's a button for that. Is there not a button for that? Yeah. And you're under like raining conditions. You should be taking your time. And it's under a yellow it was under a yellow. Wait, who spun in the pits? He didn't spin in the pits. He got a five second penalty for oh, speeding, speeding in the pits. pits. So I thought you said he spun in the pits. I'm like, how do you spin in the pits? No, but how do you even do that? Yeah, that's how do you get a speeding penalty under a yellow? Could it was it ever classified that it was 
during that time, or was it when he was entering the pits before the red flag and he hit the wall? Maybe you lock up, right? Yeah. Maybe is that where you're going? Yeah, but I thought the line was before where he hit the. I mean, he could have slid all the way. I guess technically he could have slid all the way from there to there. I just that's just what came to my mind all of a sudden was uh, wait when I heard that I was like, what are what is the what? Like how do you yeah. how do you do that? But anyways, um, decent race and like I said, there was some good race between Science Hamilton and Norris. They stayed on it a lot during the TV broadcast on my side on F1 TV. Um, but yeah, I was. It was okay. It was pretty good, I guess. Um, anyways, you know that everyone gets the same broadcast. It's just the di- the different commentators. Is that what it is? Yeah, F1, I know sometimes when I F one is the one that does all their they do their own broadcast and then send it out to all the other broadcast people and they just put commentaries to it. I don't think it, not necessarily because yeah. we get these Sky Sports. So I think how it works yes. is F like if you go on F one TV, you get the true F one announcers, which they're okay. But like I think the Sky Sports announcers are better personally. But yeah. if so, I listen to TV, like I get the Sky Sports announcers, uh, even though I'm in yeah, Canada. we get the we get Sky Sports announcers here in America too. But what what they're announcing on, what we're seeing on TV. Everyone around the world seeing the exact same thing. That's why, because as you ever wonder why they start talking oh. about something, they don't go to a replay. They can't. They don't control the the broadcast feed. They can only control what they're talking about. Well, yeah, but they're all in different languages too, so it's kind of it's a bit different. So, anyways, I don't know. Yeah, it's that's true. I guess they're never going to get different footage, so that makes sense. Sorry for that little tidbit. No, no, that actually make, like, yeah, that actually makes sense though. Like now that I'm thinking, so. So hold on then. Does that mean the the TV direction is based off of like the F one commentators, not the Sky Sports announcers? Because I feel like the Sky Sports guys are always on it. Yeah, um, they're they're always on it. They can do their own little segment where they can break things down when they go to that recording board. But if you're on like the actual race feed and stuff, F one is controlling the feed and the replays and stuff. That's why, like, and I think they've kind of like. F1 knows every time they're going to go back and show the the start of the race. And that's why they know that's coming. Because it's always about the same time every single race. Yeah, that's true. And that's why you'll see them. They'll, they'll talk about a battle that's not even on TV because F1 hasn't picked the battle up yet. But they're like, oh, this battle's actually going on. Hmm. Interesting. I never, lo- I never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah, I could have sworn sometimes they always tell me on F1 TV is like, this is exclusive F1 TV stuff. But it may be during the... Uh, quality and that kind of stuff and i'm just not paying attention uh, to the race itself but regardless um i thought it was a great race um there at the end uh of course max you know does max uh pulls out to a lead it was verstappen alonso gasly pierre gasly on the podium due to the perez penalty um was kind of crazy i mean him yelling and screaming like he won the grand prix was awesome i mean uh, it was it was right i mean they were making fun of it a little bit david coulter the announcer on my side was making fun of him kind of like oh you thought he would win the race the way he's yelling but dude it's been a while and he used to be up there he used to be up there punching you know and a good great finish for those guys um yeah the big story of the finish is max tied the all-time record of nine wins in a row that's a pretty big feat i can't believe that somebody hasn't already done that more. Yeah. Then you know what I mean. I don't know why. I I, I had Luis go with the program, bro. I Seven know, years right? wasn't That's enough, what... man. 
Well, that's the one I'm thinking about. Like in all his seven championships, like that he didn't win that many in a row. I think he had a more competent teammate because uh, Boltas tend to pick tends to pick up tended to pick up the slack. I should say better than I think Perez does. Yeah, almost like a Pippen and Jordan kind of thing. Like uh, I think Botas didn't get the uh, credit he deserved. You know. No, he really, he really times. didn't, man. I thought Botas was pretty solid, all things considered. Like, okay, he's not Lewis Hamilton. We get it, but at least he could win the race when Lewis wasn't there. So, but it's like and he was always in second, knocking third, down these, fourth, something like that. Right? Perez is like you know eighth, yeah. seventh. Well, that's the thing. Verstappen, Max keeps knocking these these records down for in a row and you know consecutive and all this stuff. And I don't know why, I just. It doesn't seem as dominant. I think it's just because he's so dominant. It almost makes it look boring. Do we think you know, in Italy or, he's going to get 10 and beat the record? That's the real question. Or is it cursed? Yes. Do we I though? Think no, so, but man. I'm just saying the biggest chance of someone actually like taking him out accidentally is about to be in Italy because they're saying it's supposed to rain. And if it rains, you know turn one's going to be a fucking disaster. So we're canceling the race. Well, yeah, maybe that too. <laughs> you, might, you never know. Last time we went to Italy, we canceled it. So. Round two. Did we ever figure yeah, out right. what happened to Emilia <laughs> Romana? Like, are they all good over there? Did we ever look? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> they just floated away. The, the, I think the track's, you know, part of the ocean now. I think there's fishies racing around it now. SpongeBob's got a racetrack now. Yeah. Yeah, but... <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. I do. Yeah, while, cl- while we're waiting for him to... And do that. I was going to say that the wet weather tires can move 16 gallons of water per second at 300 kilometers an hour. That's the wet weather that we never get to see anymore? Yes. A, an interesting stat for a tire that doesn't ever run on the track. Here, Here's you one. A normal road tire that is made to move water only does three and a half gallons per second. How many do they do? 16? 16 gallons. But yeah, but not they're not going the 300 kilometers them. an hour. To be fair, so it's probably more like nine. I'm just saying that's saying. why you see that's why the spray stuff is a big thing. And it um, is. I mean, they were showing some of that stuff when it started coming down, and it was really. Uh, I always was blown away when they actually did like let them race when I was a child. You know, like watching and stuff with my dad, and those guys were going around spa at like stupid speeds, and just the spray was complete. Like you couldn't see nothing. Yeah, and those guys still getting it done. And now we're like, oh, it starts sprinkling. We better slow down. And if there's Stop anything the I can encourage you to go try in real life, I encourage you to go try a proper racing cart, like not a rental cart. Like go buy, go yeah. not, not even go buy one. Go like race one, even if it's just for one race in the rain with rain tires, and just see how much grip you have. You will be fucking astounded by the amount of grip you have. I remember I did it for the last time, or the first time, sorry, in like, uh, what was it, 2021, and I tried it, and I was just like, what? Like, you have so much grip. It's actually ridiculous. Like, then you look at the F1 cars, and you can actually appreciate, like, holy shit, like, how do they have that much grip in the pouring rain? Like, this track's soaked. So, anyways, go go try it if you can. It's, It's insane. That's all I'm saying. And didn't they do testing earlier this year for some type of diffuser on the back of these cars to stop the spray? I thought it was rain, like a, like a, almost like a, fen- not a fender, but like a, you know what I'm talking about, like an arch, like a fender arch yeah. or something. They had something like that. Yeah, I thought I they just, did those and it just didn't work. I was going to say, I don't really know how you'd make that work when a car's meant to get all that off of it. 
and keep downforce underneath it, like now you're trying to throw something else, almost exactly the opposite of what you're trying to get accomplished. Um, I, I don't know how that would ever work. Do you remember the yeah, just old a- IndyCar oval cars that had like uh, they had like the the rear end like wrapped behind the tires? I'll post it in the Discord. You know, join our Discord. It's in the show notes. If you want to see the stuff we're yeah, talking the about, Discord for sure. Please join our Discord. Sure. But yeah, that was get on the Discord. Saying, something like that. Sorry, they had Sorry. Like, stuff like that could block the rain maybe and just not send it to the stratosphere. I don't know. Yeah, but then what are you supposed to do? Pull in and put them on. Well, yeah, I know. I know out. that's the thing. Yeah, because you can't run them. Yeah, every, I know. Every week. I get that. Well, you could have like a bolt-on rear wing assembly or something. Oh, I don't know. I, yeah. So Ferrari could be like, oh, we only got one fender out. Hold on, we gotta get the other one. <laughs> Hold on, we're checking. No. <laughs> did we bring? Did yeah, we bring checking. the rear wing? Hold on, we're checking. <laughs> but, <laughs> but somebody went you, back to get it. Then you also have people going like, I'm not stopping for 15 seconds for rain tires because you're gonna have to bolt all the stuff on my car. Yeah, no, it's yeah, just. It's I don't know what you do to be honest one. with you. The fe- the fe- even the fender arch thing. Like, are they gonna just? Mandate, they would have to be they, mandated yeah, at the start that, of the like, race or something. Because how are you gonna just bolt yeah. it on? Just like beat stop. Nah, <laughs> just go. Just run in the, with the white fly it everywhere, everything else. But yeah, just to finish up with the old uh, Dutch Grand Prix, uh, McLaren was the other ones that really, uh, you know, they got double points. I think that car's for real. I think they're actually a contender for top tens now uh, on a weekly basis, which is a long ways from what we thought about three, four races ago. And then uh, Williams, you know, I mean, Albon, he was down to like, what, uh, 16th, 18th, something like that at some point in that race and finishing eighth, getting really good points. Unfortunately, his teammate could not. But uh, yeah, that pretty much wraps it up for the race. Um, we got Monza coming up. It's a it's kind of a double weekend. They usually skip, but after, this, after the summer break, they're going to go double up. So we got Monza coming up. Like Antonio was saying, I don't know. We'll see if Max can get that 10 in a row, and I think he stands alone on that record. Um, I'm sure there's plenty more to come. That that dude's just crazy right now. I don't think any point in that race when he was even behind or coming in for the pits or anything else, anybody thought anybody else was going to win. So, crazy stuff, crazy stuff. Yeah, man, what a race. Oh, yeah. Seriously. A lot of ups and downs. Uh, Carlos signed there in fifth, man, behind Perez. Um, finally got around Hamilton. That was a hard-fought battle um, between, like I said, uh, Sainz and Hamilton and Norris. But, uh, yeah, I guess that brings us to our favorite segment, everybody. It is in it, bin it, in it, and win it, baby. Yes, sir. And this week, it's actually got a sponsorship for the first time ever. We're sponsored? Um, yeah, well, this segment is sponsored by Team Goon Squad. Um, they are having a race that is coming up. Uh, Norman, you got any uh, details on that? Yes, I do. Um, so we are going to, clicked on the wrong announcements, be running a Team Goon Squad Super Speedway Shootout. Um, their first race will be September 13th. In the trucks, the Nash trucks, or what I call the Craftsman Truck Series, um, they will be running thirteen the thirteenth of September. Green flag drops at nine p.m. It is limited to only forty three trucks on track. 
it is going to be a payout. So there is a $15 entry fee for anyone who wants to join. Last time I heard they were at 30, 3, 36 entries. There's still a few spots open. Yes, that's what I guess I'm getting at. Uh, they, um, but the main thing that needs to be said about this is, I'm win. is <laughs> <laughs> um, that it's like a real race event with payouts. W9s will be required for drivers um, earning more than 600 a calendar year in the winnings. Um, and it's going to be a professional broadcast. So if you're not interested in racing, please come watch the broadcast and check it out. Um, and stuff like that. And um, I think for this first race, I think we're going to even try to have the winner do a media tour and come through the podcast with us and have a small interview if, for the winner. Yeah. Team Goon Squad, go check it out. Uh, they got a pretty, pretty uh, badass uh, Discord also. They do a lot of racing. They got a lot of people that hang out over there. Uh, it crosses over with League Zero, which we talk about uh, pretty often. Antonio's League. Uh, this guy's all, we all raced it at some point. Um, Dave and Antonio still race it now. Me and Norman keep saying we're going to, and then we usually don't show up, go back to that, but we need to get back into that also. But this little deal with Team Goon Squad, I think it's a great thing. Uh, you pay him $15. Yes, that's a, that's some cash, right? Nobody wants to, they're already paying for all the other stuff. You got a chance at some really big payouts. Um, first and second, both. Is that right? Pay yes. the same. It's a, so they're I, looking for, a, if they fill the field, it's going to be a $600 purse. Meaning wow, that just six hundred dollars paid out to, to, I don't think it's going to go down the whole field, but there'll be six hundred dollars paid out to people for racing in I your underwear, was, people. Yeah, I think it was top five. I'm actually racing in the nude. That's the trick of it, guys. <laughs> you, you wear no clothes, okay? No, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I'll be there. Uh, I think Norman will be there. I don't know if any of the rest of these yahoos are going to be there, but uh, it's just. It's a C-class truck. Um, come and look. Come and watch us, man. It's a good time. Uh, they do a great job broadcasting over Team Goon Squad. Um, but yeah, anyways, um, and it would have been sponsored by the uh, Super Speedway Shootout by Team Goon Squad. Um, like I said, check them out on their website or go to their Discord, and that's where all the information will be. Where are we at on the uh, in it, win it, and bin it? Been it, in it, win it. So I'm glad it, you win, bin, win, asked. In. So in, win, currently bin. with the last week's results, uh, I came in clutch with two points. My in pick and bin pick was correct. Sergeant coming in strong for me, just saying. And then Piastri getting in the points. Uh, Dave got one point for Alonzo being in. Levi got Baby. one point for Signs being in. And Norman got one point for Norris being in? Or was it for Magnuson being out? Norman's too busy on his phone. So, uh, anyways. <laughs> it was for Norris being in. Magnuson finished the race, unfortunately. Tough. He's just trying to look up the yeah. payout. <laughs> yeah, he's like, ah, oh, I got 600 bucks. Sounds pretty good right now. <laughs> no. uh, so, that ties me and Levi at 12 points. Uh, Norman's at nine. And Dave, Dave's still hanging in there at seven. So. I'm trying. For those who don't know, win it is uh, your highest finishing non-Red Bull. Actually, it, it, we're including Perez now. So, your highest finishing car that is not. Uh, Max Verstappen, uh, that gets you one point. In it is a driver who finishes in a point scoring position. That also gets you another point. And Bennett is your driver. You pick DNFs from the race, which also gets you another point, and which has been carrying me this season. But anyways, 
Who's next? So hold on. Who went first last week? Levi did. That means Norman, you're up first did, this yeah. week, baby. And Dave, you're third this time. Third last. Oh, yay. Cool. Um, I guess I guess I'll go with Into the, for my bin pick. The wonderful land of Italia. Pick a Ferrari. Let's go I told you it's 50, with... 50. Yeah, I, I think they're actually going to do decent. In don't, don't, don't give me hope. <laughs> don't do it don't you do that you rip my feelings <laughs> you sound like Marshall this week watching Chase Briscoe <laughs> hey he was doing pretty good I'm just saying yeah. <laughs> hey, the whole time he was like stop just wreck out like, <laughs> like 20 to go he's like just wreck out stop this stop giving me hope <laughs> oh that's funny uh, sorry I just had to go there I hope he listens um, I'm gonna I'm gonna not go with Magnuson this way. I'm gonna go with Hulkenberg. Haas can't. That something's got to happen. Someone's got a DNF for them. Yeah. So we're we're gonna go with Hulkenberg this week. I I think he'll DNF. They'll blow a left right tire and shoot it through the piston or something. Um, I think definitely being a uh high speed track and. I think Red Bull's pretty strong. I'm gonna say Perez is my win pick, and McLaren looks really strong. I'm gonna give it to Norris as the end pick. You know, you always pick them backwards every time. You can never just go bin in win. You have to just <laughs> mix lower. Anyways, okay, it's fine. I'm not upset. All right, <laughs> you want oh, a little cheese with that wine? Yeah, I do. I guess I'm up next. So, um, who am I going to pick to win? Let's pick because it's going to be the downforcey boys. You know what? We'll go with Science. You know what? Maybe they'll have a glimmer of hope. Probably not, but we'll hope for the best. That's my win pick. Wow. That's a bold pick, dude. It is a bold pick. But you know what? We're only good on tracks that got lots of, you know, drag not required. Or drag not required. Yeah, that's that's the right term. So. Hey man, they built the track for the or the car for this track. So I mean that's that's all. If if we suck here, we suck everywhere. So gotta have some sort of hope. Uh my in pick, I really liked Norris, but I don't want to be basic and pick the same thing as 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 him. So you know what? Maybe I'll pick Perez to be in it because I can do that. He doesn't have to win. But if he wins, I don't get the point. Just to clear or no, do I still get the point? I don't remember. I think I still get the point. So Dave. you know what? It's a cash money thing either way. As long as he doesn't wreck out. Uh, bin pick. You know what? I'm. Should I keep on the sergeant train? I'm tempted. Yeah. I'm tempted to. He's not let me down. Except for the one time I could have swept, of course. Ooh, ooh. Who am I gonna pick to bin? I feel like it has to be like a Williams or like a Zhao or something. You know what? I'm gonna pick an Alfa Romeo. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick. Um, who's the other one? I'm gonna pick Bottas. You okay. know what? He hasn't. He hasn't died in a while. Let's do it. Okay, not die, literally, but you get the point. <laughs> I need to see his butt cheeks in a river again or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something needs to happen. This dude needs to do something exciting. All right, next. Dave? Uh, yeah, uh, let's Dave go. Up. Dave. Um, I always struggle with the Bennett, man. Uh, I think let's go Lance Stroll to Bennett. Because you suck, team. Lance. Go play some tennis. That was who I was going with. You picked them last um, week too, Levi. 
I know. And then let's say Canadians. All right. Uh, win it, Mr. Fernando Alonso. Ooh. Oh, yeah, win. I forgot about Alonso. Oh, you want him How to win? How could you forget about Fernando Alonso? You want him to Fernando win? Alonso. Okay, and who's your in pick? Let's go, let's go uh, in it, um, George Russell. Russell. Bang, bang. All right, Levi, last, but hopefully least because we're in the points battle, but <laughs> go ahead. You're up. Yeah, I always hate going last, man. The wins are always... Hey, man, there's lots of good wins still Um, open, to be fair, actually. We didn't pick a lot of good ones. Yeah. You still have a whole McLaren team. Yeah, I'm going to roll the dice, though. Um, Sure. Nobody's picked signs yet, right, for the win? I did. You picked signs for the win? I picked signs to win, bro. Come on. I got to have some hope. Leclerc to win, then. There you go. Boom. I hope you're right, honestly, for the sake of my my (laughs) well-being. Oh. Oh, look at me picking a Ferrari. What am I doing? What am I doing? I know. You should have had it on the other um, end. You should pick the other one to bend it, though. That'd be a good call. Yeah, right? There you <laughs> go. Throw it off. The uh, the in, uh, Yuki. Yuki all the way. I, I'm just throwing that you in. You got him in? Man. Dude's been yeah. doing all right. Yeah. There you go. Yep. What a turn of events. Ocon, Ocon's, Ocon's going to bend it. Ocon? I think after last week, he's going to be pushing too hard. And they're going to be looking really good, and I think he's going to go too fast, try too much. And that'd be it. So after next week, hopefully I'm winning. See, if I'm winning because my pick won it, you're still happy. See what I did there? Yeah. That's true. Now now it's going to be yeah. the opposite. Signs is going to bin it. And so, right? They're both going to bin it. We're going to both get no points for the win pick. That's likely. <laughs> what if all of our drivers bend it? That'd be crazy. <laughs> hey, something we didn't touch on in this last race. Both F1 cars were running at the end of this race. There was no DNF from them. Ferrari cars, you mean? No, the uh, Haas F1 Oh, Haas. You just said F1 cars. I was like, yeah, I mean, oh, shit, yeah. I hope so. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Haas F1. Really? Yeah, no. was actually had two cars running at the end of the race, and I didn't even touch on it because of so much chaos. Ricardo out. Liam Lawson got his chance, and man, crazy weekend to have, a, have that happen. Like, shh, craziness, craziness. But anyways... That would be uh, the uh, podcast uh, for this week. Yes. Yep. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. I think that's it, man. It was an exhausting one. There's a lot to take in there. Are there they... was a lot. If you're still if you're still with us at this point, I appreciate it because there was so much to go over, yeah. and I'm sure I missed something. If I did, then get on our Discord and gripe me out. You did a great job. I didn't job. know if y'all know noticed this, but did y'all see them sing the national anthem live to oh. um, Max Verstappen on the podium? Yeah, that was pretty killer. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Actually, um, I keep forgetting that that's his. For some reason, I think Red Bull ring is my home track. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like if you race for Red Bull, you don't have a nationality to anyone else now. Yeah. So, well, the Dutch was... fans also come out there and turn the track orange. I thought he was partially Austrian and partially Dutch, or was it something else? No. Uh, oh, I, I, yeah. Uh-huh. All right. I know he left. He's just hundred percent Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> He already on it. I think he's. Oh no, he's Dutch and Belgian. So, whatever it is, that's what you need to make your racing babies out of. Yeah, dude's fast. That dude is really fast. <laughs> and then you gotta beat him. Your name is Max Emilian. <laughs> Max Emilian Verstappen. Yeah. Yeah. Max Emilian. Hmm. You know, he. Glad I didn't name my dog after you know, him. No, he also right. stole Daniel Kvyat's <laughs> wife. <laughs> 
Really? Good the torpedo? Times. Yeah, what do you mean? You didn't know this? I thought we talked about this before. Kelly, no. Kelly PK? Have, have we talked about this? Kelly PK was with oh, the, the yeah. torpedo? Yeah, bro. What do you mean? Oh. But that's, I th- my wife said that she thinks that that's over, though. That they're having issues or something. Because, you know, my wife, she's like all over Max. Like, they're not going to work out. <laughs> yeah, it's like we were talking NASCAR. They're definitely not going to work out. Maybe if I wore glasses like Ty Gibbs. Yeah. Huh? Maybe if I had my eyes were really far apart like Max Verstappen. Wait, doesn't, <laughs> yeah. no, I mean, I look like, doesn't Kelly PK have like a kid with Kvyat and now like Verstappen's like the stepdad or some shit? No I way. Thought was, I thought that's what it was. No Hold way. On. Kid's going to be faster now. Daniel I mean, going to be faster. kid. Does he have a kid? She was at the Dutch Grand Prix. Oh, yeah. PK was previously dating Russian racing driver Daniel Kvyat, with whom she welcomed Dang. a child, daughter Penelope, in July 2019. Penelope. Ahead of I her love fourth birthday <laughs> on July 27th, the trio arranged a birthday party for Penelope in Monaco. How did you guys not know this shit? Come on. You gotta the keep plot thickens, dude. This dude. is like the young and the restless equivalent <laughs> of like. <laughs> so what's the age difference between them? A little bit? No. Max and Daniel? And no. Uh, Daniel. No, 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 no. I don't care about them. Kavi is gone. Who cares about him? <laughs> he got torpedo. Penelope. Not Penelope. That's the kid, isn't it? Sorry. <laughs> I wonder if Kelly, Kelly or whatever. Kelly, if Kelly called him the torpedo. Uh, Kelly. Oh, Kelly's 34. <laughs> Max is 25, bro. That's crazy. Easy. Easy. No, no, we got another one over here. <laughs> Levi's friggin' 47, his wife's 13. Yeah, he's, he's a cougar hunter. It's okay. Cougar hunter. Anyways. Come on, man. Come on now, dog. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be a cougar Are hunter. Are you a cougar hunter? I feel like you are. Well, I mean, you yeah, have I, to be. I did get one. I get one and I got one. Yeah, me too. And I stuffed <laughs> it and nailed it on the wall. <laughs>